You're listening to A Little Bit of Largan, a podcast exploring how to find a more balanced, sustainable and mindful approach to living, to support your well-being, the well-being of others and of the planet too. My name is Marla and if you're new to the podcast, for January, inspired by Veganuary, I decided to dedicate some episodes towards veganism because this is something that is super important to me. So if you're listening to one of these January episodes and it's the first ones you've listened to, yes, they're going to have a very strong focus towards veganism and why it's such an important transition to make if you're in a position where you can. So in this week's conversation, I spoke with Ida, who is someone I met when I moved to Malmo back in September. Ida is a dance artist and part-time barista, and since we're both vegan, we often have loads of conversations surrounding vegan things, so we thought it would be nice to actually record one of these conversations in the hope that it could be useful in some way. We talk about advice she'd give to someone considering veganism, how she became vegan, and responses to some of the things that might hold you back from becoming vegan, along with many other things. So let's just get straight into it, and I hope that you enjoy. You okay? You ready? Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. So, first thing I wanted to ask is just why you became vegan, your your journey into veganism. <laughs> yeah, um, it was kind of like a overnight kind of experience for me. <laughs> I tried eating vegetarian first, but it was kind of like an on-off kind of thing. When I was living by myself, I was trying to eat vegetarian, but then when I came home to my parents, it was just, I ate whatever they had. Mm. But yeah. it was actually started with my dad. So he saw this uh, What the Health documentary mm-hmm. at work and then he texted in our family group chat like maybe we should like look over what we eat mm. and then Im- I immediately watched it as well and it's like okay yeah no let's mm. just go vegan. <laughs> so what was it in that documentary that you think like made you really want to be like ah we should change the way yeah like I always had this thought of like vegans are only like oh it's only like animal lovers because they love like animals but it's like there's so much more than that even though I started from a health perspective for now it's more ethically like I care about like obviously like an animal is like the biggest thing (laughs) but then it was more like for my own health and I didn't know like it was actually unhealthy They show how like eggs are like smoke. It's it's just as bad as like smoking like a pack of cigarettes a day. Wow. And this, like, what it makes does to your body is is was just so scary because I'm also like training at that point, training to become a dancer and like, what am I doing with my body? Like, mm. what am I actually like eating? It's like a big part. Yeah, I just had really no idea why people went vegan, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> So did your dad go vegan at that time as well or just start changing things in his diet or yeah yeah we just kind of like i went overnight and so did he basically mm. yeah me and my dad we just committed to it and my mom tried for like a month but she said like oh it's not really my thing but they still eat vegan at home for her it's more like cheese and more social settings that is a bit harder from her but in my mind it was just like someone needs to start everyone's scared of the social um, pressure yeah mm. that comes with it but 
if everyone's scared, like, there's not going to become any difference mm. at all. So then overnight when you went vegan, was that kind of it? And then from there, you just stayed? You didn't have kind of like a slip up of a few months and then going back to it? Or was it kind of like, ah, oh, now I'm, I'm just overnight vegan? Yeah, it was just, actually it was just overnight. Like, obviously it was hard to like just find what I liked to eat at that point. I never ate beans, like I hated beans. I couldn't even like get it in my mouth, I would just like try to spit it out. <laughs> or like even lentils and stuff like this. I was just like, no, it doesn't really taste good. <laughs> but you just, like your taste bud change so much. And also I think we started eating more like meat alternatives, which really helped us. Mm. So you can just like veganize the things that we usually eat, which made it simpler for just my mom to like cook for us as well, and, or like my dad, anyone. To just, you just need to start somewhere and be kind to, you, to yourself. Yeah. But yeah, obviously there's some slip ups. Maybe it's not your fault. Maybe it's like the restaurant or. Yeah, I don't like food waste, but I wouldn't eat it just because it's, mm. I would have to throw it away. But mm. back then it was like really like I got so 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 angry and someone like forgot to check the ingredients and like oh there's milk in this i was like oh my god i'm like no i'm a terrible person yeah, I'm a terrible yeah. person but it's like yeah. it happens and move on it's not like you have to restart even since i went vegan there's things that i've learned along the way about things that i thought were vegan that weren't vegan or when it comes to like looking at it outside of food and clothing or cosmetics for example yeah exactly. you can only work with the knowledge you have at that time and mm. yeah if, if someone hands you something telling you it's vegan and you eat it thinking it's vegan if you find out later down the line that it wasn't it's not like oh suddenly i'm not vegan you know? mm. yeah exactly yeah mm. and we're all just doing our best you eating vegan for I don't know, four days a week or two days a week is like such a big <laughs> achievement. Yeah, that's yeah. how I see it now anyway. Like like back then I was like, because me and my dad, we went vegan overnight, but my mom, my mom had a bit like harder time and like my sister is like completely different. Like she eats like standard American diet. Mm. But I, yeah, at that point I was just like, why, how can you not just see the way I'm seeing it? Everyone has a different experience of the world and everyone's situation is different and I do think there is that initial thing when you go vegan of being like, why, why can't everyone else see this? Like, <laughs> you feel like you've literally just had like something pulled off from over your eyes and mm. you suddenly see everything differently and you're like, is no one else seeing yeah. this? Like, it took something to make you see that mm. and not everyone has had that moment yeah. and everyone is living very different lives with so many different things happening and mm. exposed to very different things so my whole family saw just this documentary it had this effect on me and my dad but it didn't have the same effect on my sister and my mom mm. so maybe it takes something else for them to maybe it's more animal or like the environment planet that would help have that effect on them mm. that same that this health documentary had on me and my dad yeah that kind of leads me on as well with what you were saying about it was like the health route into into it for you but you've then kind of come to see a lot of other things and I was just wondering what are some other changes that you made in your life from that moment of kind of going vegan whether that's other vegan related things but coming from an environmental or health reason or just other things in your life around like sustainability or yeah Mm. no yeah, at that point like I started like questioning everything <laughs> <laughs> everything that I've been taught <laughs> since I was like a child 
I just started questioning the world or less like I've been lied to you mm. my whole life about stuff. What is true? What should I believe basically? But mm. yeah, I started like, do I need to have like shampoo or conditioner? Just like simple things like that. Also from like a plastic thinking. Oh, there's so much plastic, maybe I don't need to use shampoo and conditioner. Mm. or like do I need to have like deodorant do I not need to have it mm. <laughs> even just like a bra <laughs> things like this yeah but also yeah definitely I see the whole world like how mad it is we're like mm. wanting to do really do my best in every aspect of my life trying to live zero waste trying to do my own um, makeup skincare hair products I'm not there yet <laughs> definitely not I don't have the time to spend on that mm. but I would love to know more about it but yeah. yeah but it's really interesting what you say about the questioning because I 100% relate to that you do start questioning everything and then you start kind of picking apart like well what is it that I actually need and what are the things that society has just told me that I need whether that's society telling you you need meat for protein or you need milk for calcium or you need shampoo and conditioner and all these other hair care mm. products it's like do i actually need them or are these things i'm being sold because it helps other people make a profit and yeah yeah no it's really interesting yeah yeah i don't know i think it took me a few months from like to come proper like ethical vegan and like seeing the whole picture mm. and like animals is like the biggest part for me for staying vegan now mm. but yeah yeah because it's so much more than just the food as well like I think at first people think of veganism and they think of like a diet or yeah but it's actually the bigger picture mm. around it and I think you've talked to me about this before of how you're not like a massive animal lover and that doesn't mean you don't still do it for the animals you know and yeah. I think that's a really interesting thing is this conception of like oh you must be this like massive animal obsessed mm. <laughs> like, yeah it's like I never had that connection with a pet I've had fish when I was younger and I've had like two rabbits mm. but yeah we gave them away because we didn't really take care of them <laughs> that well when we were young but mm. yes yeah, so I never had this really connection to a dog or like a cat that like most people might have had but having seen all of the images and like all the documentaries that's yeah. where you you'll end up <laughs> yeah, definitely like I think once you've seen those things like you you can't unsee it I mean yeah. that's how I feel now but I know that the sort of cognitive dissonance I think it's called like the dissociation is so mm. strong from like seeing the images and then actually connecting that to when you're buying a carton of milk in the supermarket for example it it takes time I think yeah. for those two to actually slot together for some people mm. we need um, to start using different words for what are the, for the products that actually is like meat so you don't really still don't connect it to being mm. animals yeah i work in um, a coffee shop and sometimes i say like cow's milk to the customer like oh do you want cow's milk or do you want like plant mm. kind of milk and it immediately like hits them yeah like oh I've actually seen it like a couple of times Wow! when people are like, cow, like I say cow's milk and they're like starting to laugh or like oh um, yeah I want that <laughs> and also I think I told you before that at one, one Sunday we didn't have any cow's milk like nothing it was completely finished and we have but we have four different kinds of plant milks like coconut soy 
oats and peace milk. But it was like people went like went out again, went out the door because it was not good enough. <laughs> yeah. And like if someone hasn't had oat milk in their coffee, like I honestly, if someone doesn't like oat milk in their coffee, like it's so good having oat milk it's in coffee. It's so creamy. Oh yeah. It's the best. Yeah. yeah. yeah Would definitely sure. recommend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anyone out there haven't tried it already. Go get some. Yeah. Yes. So kind of on that topic of actually nice food and drink what are some of your favorite vegan foods like snacks or meals i have so many (laughs) so much to choose from now um i think i like my food quite simple a good taco Mm -hmm. (laughs) either like yeah like store-bought like um soy mince is quite good i usually do go for like a lentils kind of meat Mm, we had that at yours it's so good or actually like quinoa as well Mm. it's like you wouldn't think of quinoa like but like quinoa meat it's google it it's really good mm. something creamy in there like uh, a bean mashed beans like back black beans mm. it's good or um, like a mac and cheese with like pumpkin nutritional yeast yeah nutritional <laughs> yeast is amazing the but, cheesy flavor yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also now when i'm thinking about food <laughs> the best thing is just like a bowl of hummus having like extra chickpeas on top, some olive oil, some mm, good like, warmed bread. So like, yeah, or like peanut bread veggies. or veggies. Yeah. I think that would be my favourite one. Yeah. After for snacks, I think I would go for a typical Swedish um, chocolate balls. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Made from like dates with coffee and oats and yeah, mm. chocolate. Nice. Yeah. That sounds good. Because <laughs> I think that's the thing is a lot people think when you go vegan they're like oh well what do you eat and it's like so much and like there's mm. so many things that are vegan that people don't even realize are vegan like we were talking about this just before and even things like chips or you said beans on toast like they are naturally vegan so yeah, yeah. when i studied i went to a vegan cafe with a friend and she's like oh my god i never had a vegan dinner before like a vegan meal before i'm like I'm I'm sure pretty sure you have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is funny. Mm. But I think that that's a really nice thing to think about because even if someone isn't at the point where they're like, oh, I can go all in and say that I'm vegan, it's like you can easily veganize one meal of your day every day. Like for example, if you have porridge for breakfast and you normally use like cow's milk, if you just switched to oat milk or soy milk or pea milk or coconut or Yep. All of the other sure. <laughs> plant milks out there, you could probably find one that you like mm. and then all of the other ingredients in your oats, like I don't think anyone's putting meat in their oats, so I'm pretty sure that could be an easy way to like yes. veganise mm. at least one meal of your day or having beans on toast or a jacket potato filled with like a bean curry or a veggie yeah. curry, like it's, yeah. Yeah, in my mind like there's so many different kinds of plant milks, like why would you go for cow's milk? Mm. <laughs> cow's milk is meant for like the cow's babies. This is our milk is meant for our babies. We are the only species to drink milk from another animal. Yeah. To me, it's just <laughs> quite weird and just disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you said as well, like for many people, it's like a big struggle going vegan. What am I going to eat? But, like for me, like so many doors just open. Like it's, it wasn't for me, like I cut things off. It just became so much simpler mm, in my mind, yeah. and it was 
it's a really great point because I was studying at, at the time and I didn't have a lot of energy or time to like having to cook but like it just made it everything simpler just mm, like yeah. yeah and I think also what's really valuable is both me and you trained as dancers and are kind of working within the dance industry and there is a big misconception of oh you can't be strong or healthy if you're eating vegan and it's like our career and our training is a very physically intense one and I think now like there's so many athletes who are vegan I think the strongest man in the world is actually vegan so I think it's really important that there are people now in these more physically demanding industries showing that you can be vegan and be healthy <laughs> yeah all all the biggest animals out there are like eating just plants <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 for sure and no one's questioning like where they get their protein from yes like what is this quote as well like if you want to be strong as an ox no there's like a maybe... yeah there's, there's something somewhere that's like the saying is that you're as strong as an ox but no one ever asks what an ox eats yeah. or something like yeah, there's like something a... around mm. that um yeah but guess what it is it's grass or <laughs> leaves it's plants yes. <laughs> not other animals yeah um, yeah but also the whole thing about for there to be protein in an animal's body they have to eat plant mm. and like why would you want to eat secondhand protein when you can eat it straight from the source yeah like it's such a bad energy conversion you know it takes months and years for an animal to grow and you think about how much grain and how much water you're feeding that animal every day mm. and how much waste that animal's producing yeah. like methane like mm -hmm. ammonium oxide like all of those things that contribute into like greenhouse gas emissions yeah. and stuff you could cut all of that middle part out mm. if you just ate the this, plants. Yeah. I think this is a big thing that many people don't think about. I think people are just think associating meat with protein, but there's uh, like there's so much behind that. Something that I always find really funny as well is the way that there are like three macronutrients, right? Like you've got your carbohydrates, your fats, and your protein, and people are always afraid of having too many carbs or too much fat but somehow magically you can't have enough protein yeah and people are afraid of not having enough protein and I don't know about you but I've never met someone who's protein deficient ever no so why, why <laughs> is not world a thing. so worried about it I know I would be more worried about like getting your vitamins getting your minerals like all of this <laughs> which comes from you plants drank, <laughs> yes how you drank enough water today like stuff like this like yeah. and also I think the obsession around protein comes from commercial and tv just like protein is not the it's not uh, something to worry about like there's protein in everything you eat mm -hmm. in everything yeah it's true and actually fat is more important for you to get in like it's mm -hmm. harder to get fat than like protein in your diet so much of your brain requires fat to function yeah. so i just think it's crazy that, that yeah and how everyone is so scared of fats but there's so many healthy fats yeah you just need to go for those <laughs> instead <laughs> exactly yeah for sure I wasn't I was never like eating nuts before just like just like that I would never like actually still I would never grab a nut and just like eat it there's so many ways you can incorporate it mm. in your diet make a cashew sauce or like mm. have some blend cashews in your mac and cheese yeah. <laughs> with your pumpkin or because... have dates and peanut butter as a snack yes. <laughs> so wonderful yeah. or like an even better tip they dipping your dates in tahini 
I have not done that one yet. I can actually say it's better than chocolates. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Like going off that as well, I think the same thing applies with calcium. It's like thinking of cow's milk and you need it for calcium. And actually, I think because of what else is in cow's milk, it actually leaches calcium from your bones because of like the acidic property and stuff. And that's something you never hear about. And then people are like, oh, but if you're vegan, you can't get enough calcium. It's like, try your leafy greens. Yeah. (laughs) Everything I heard when I was young, you need to drink cow's milk to make your bones strong. Mm. But it's... It makes your bones weaker, okay. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But also there's what is it? Calcium in bananas. Sorry. Mm. Yeah, in greens. Dates are yeah. really, really good yeah. actually. Yeah. And also, like, if you ever feel like you're deficient in something, like, there's a wealth of knowledge on the internet. If you literally Google like what or like, few Ecosia. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to make that switch now. Like, look to the internet or Ecosia something. Mm. Um. Like, you will find your answers. And I think, in a way, going vegan encourages you more to actually think about what your body needs because there's so much around, like, oh, can you get enough of this? You almost have to, like, try harder to prove that you can by being, like, I'm going to research all of these things so that if someone asks me anything, I'm like, actually, I can get (laughs) that from here and I'm fine, you know? So, you've experienced living with non-vegans when you yeah. were in Scotland mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to ask you a bit about that experience and advice that you'd give to people living with non-vegans because it, it can be a tricky dynamic mm. for sure yeah like yeah it can be tricky in many ways like if you still have cravings for cheese and they have it in the fridge it's an, that's an easy grab <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for me I didn't have that problem like I wasn't really craving cheese or like I actually I liked cheese when I ate like yeah when I ate meat and stuff but it wasn't, that wasn't a hard thing for me the thing was like there was the smell for me I think um, having bacon on the stove mm. it made the whole flat smell like meat dead animals <laughs> yeah that was like I don't have a good answer for that but I had like a body spray that I sprayed <laughs> in my room <laughs> Yeah, to just um, try and get rid of the smell. <laughs> yeah, mm, I, it's kind of disturbing to see like dead bodies in your fridge as well. I don't have a good answer for that, but mm. for cooking, I had my own. I had my own um, pan and my own chopping board, mm. my own knives. Maybe that's a really good um, get that for yourself. Mm. Yeah. Did you ever have any conversations with them about? you being vegan them not being like how was that sort of dynamic yeah we had loads of (laughs) loads of arguments not arguments but like discussions I don't Mm. think I would ever like take it off myself but if they would ask I would more than happily like have a nice discussion with you I'm more than happy to speak about veganism because I'm so Mm. passionate about it yeah they had loads of questions about like breast milk that's not vegan that's milk Mm. but it's it's meant for our babies yeah the thing about like having arguments with people is like vegans have they have backup they have facts we have we have real facts where we know where we get our information from that mm-hmm. i could i could always when i had came with an argument with someone someone i can just like show you here like this is 
what's happening what's happening this <laughs> yeah. is real <laughs> yeah it's not me just saying or making something up and i think a big thing as well is sometimes they'll kind of use arguments that might be arguments that are valid for someone else but they're not in that situation you know like sometimes it's like oh well veganism is more expensive it's like in some cases it doesn't have to be of course it depends on where you live and what is accessible where you live but quite often if you're having a conversation with someone who is living with you they are in a similar situation to you in terms of where they're living and what they have access to Mm. so it's like if you're using that excuse to exempt yourself it's not really an excuse for you like fair enough if you were living in a completely different situation where financially and in terms of location to get places to get things maybe it's not accessible or for example if you were an indigenous person living completely self-sustaining and someone was literally going out and hunting meat for that community to survive like that's very different and that isn't your lived experience so you can't really use that as Mm. an excuse for yourself we always eat we have we have always eaten meat like our ancestors ate meat but we're not our ancestors (laughs) anymore and And also you're not gonna go out and hunt for your own food it's the process of making like meat like the industry it's wrong with the industry as the world is now like you don't need meat if you know the way the system works why would you want to keep contributing to it if you don't have to yeah and also the person who asked me about like breast milk was my friend's boyfriend <laughs> which it wouldn't really apply mm-hmm. to him would it yeah. <laughs> exactly he's not going to be producing any so yes yeah. yeah yeah i also got um the question or the argument that what about plants they also can feel things <laughs> yeah. and this is just not the case mm-hmm. like plants don't have a nervous system Mm. and also a really good argument i heard to this it was actually on the chick peeps podcast which Mm. i I love the chick peeps podcast um but basically their response was well if if there is the chance that that plants felt pain you would harm less plants if you just ate plants but if you're eating animals that are eating all of the plants first you're harming more mm. plants than if you just ate plants. That's true. So really, <laughs> even if someone before. is going to use that argument, it's still not valid. Yeah. Really, because you'd be doing less harm if you were vegan. That's so true. Um, yeah. yeah. So the idea of it seeming too extreme to be vegan because you're cutting a lot of things out of your diet, I imagine that's one you've probably heard as well, or even something yeah. you maybe thought before you went vegan. Yeah, I've yeah. heard many times that I'm extreme for eating vegan. But is it not extreme to, like, kill animals for your own well-being? Mm. That's to me, is extreme. And I can definitely relate to people that have said that because I know myself I thought that at one point because you are told that in order to have balance, you need bits of everything. And it was like, well, if, you know, I just kind of reduced that. But it's like when you see the extreme things that are happening in slaughterhouses and not just slaughterhouses but in the dairy industry and if you're eating dairy it's the same dairy cows that are then also being slaughtered so you're still contributing to the meat industry Mm. when you're eating dairy yeah yeah i think 
like eating vegetarian never really made sense to me because you're still contributing to the worst parts of the whole animal industry. The dairy cow will in the end still die to become someone's burger. Yeah. Like it's not like they're just gonna die a natural death and then not mm. be eaten. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Also, there were never meant to be this many yeah. farm animals on mm. the planet. Like we have created that mass amount of animals like i think every year it's like 60 billion animals that are slaughtered yeah. mm. your head can't get around how many animals that actually is yeah it comes back as well to that whole speciesist view of why should i think that i'm of more value i really want to watch someone's recommended it to me my octopus teacher on netflix mm. and like there's loads of things that show the intelligence in certain species whether that's like how far they can hear in the ocean or how their sense of smell can like trace back places or I think it's like salmon once they're born and they go out to sea they can find their way back to the same river that they were born oh. in to then lay their mm -hmm. like lay their eggs the next year and like, we can't do that yeah or like turtles they're always coming back to the same beach to lay their eggs yeah. <laughs> like so when you think of things like that and and animals like chameleons that can change their entire mm. body colour. How cool is that? <laughs> what? I mean, you know, all of these amazing things that just because we have built a society in which we think that's not important, we then think we can exploit certain mm. animals because of that when we don't really understand their intelligence. I think yeah. it's very egotistical. And Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever gotten the argument like, what if you're on a stranded island? Oh my gosh. And there's a, a pig. <laughs> what would you do? Would you yeah. eat it? Oh gosh. With that one, I also found another really interesting response, which was like, that pig is surviving somehow. So I'd just follow the pig and find out where the pig's getting its food from. Yeah. And eat like the pig does. Definitely. And also, if you would decide to eat the pig, how many days more would you survive? And then you just have to have the, the guilt and horrible feeling of knowing that you killed an animal yeah. to live, like, two, three more days. Or... You could keep the pig as company. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What a nicer way to go than to yeah. be on your own. You've got a nice pig to keep you company. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> have I got any others? Okay. What about soy? Because isn't that bad for the environment? Right. Mm. <laughs> well, correct me if I'm wrong, but... Most of the soy produced goes to animal food. Yeah. You yeah. can make um, ultimate alternatives without soy protein. Mm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, feed maybe... a lot more people with it than you could with feeding the animal to then kill the animal and feed it to less people. Yeah. 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 I think that's <laughs> everything I have <laughs> to say. Yeah. Fearing that you'll be eating more imported food, which is bad for the planet, I think is a big one. No, yeah, definitely. But it, yeah, it doesn't really just apply to veganism. If you don't want to contribute to eating bananas, you don't have to. It's mm. not essential for your vegan diet to eat bananas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can get that vitamins from bananas elsewhere. Mm. Yeah. And also, yeah, I would definitely eat more local, seasonal if it's possible and also it could be more more expensive but it doesn't have to be no and really... i think you can save money elsewhere sometimes because there are certain products that meat or cheeses that are actually really expensive as well yeah for sure for me right now i'm trying to eat very local whole foods mm. and yeah i think bananas is one of my <laughs> like things that i still buy like, when i do 
buy bananas. Mm. I think you could think about it too, like we said as well before. You can choose the really brown ones, you can choose the single ones. Yeah, the ones that are probably more likely to go to waste, so then you're helping prevent food waste. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Mm. You don't have to choose mm. where to help. Like, <laughs> you're eating vegan is, is helping so much, and if you're really looking into all the in- industries, like how avocados mm. grow and all that industry, yeah, you don't have to buy avocados. Mm. Like, it's not essential. You can, if you really like avocados, you can buy it like once a month. Mm. Or, Maybe like, if you're living in Hawaii, maybe it's, yeah. <laughs> we're not contributing to the same industry, but mm. as we are living in Sweden, it doesn't grow here, so yeah. Yeah, exactly. you don't have to buy mm. it if you don't want to. Yeah. And you can get the fats, the, mm. the fat from avocados elsewhere. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's just more, I think, the human rights aspect of it with child labor and things in bananas and avocados yeah. and mm. coffee and things like that. But again, it's not only vegans drinking coffee. That applies to everyone who drinks coffee. Yeah. It's not only vegans eating bananas. Like, I don't think I eat any more bananas now than I did before I was vegan. Yeah. So it's it's not like suddenly you become vegan and then you're the ones eating all the bananas mm. unless you become like that banana person on YouTube, yeah. which is not a way I'd advise anyone. To yeah. <laughs> I've had some uh, friends in college who would like comment on everything I did wrong and they're like commenting that I'm using like a MAC eyeshadow that mm. I might have bought before, before you, I yeah. became vegan. What would they know? Like they didn't ask me but like that's the case. Mm. But yeah. yeah, maybe I'm I am eating avocados <laughs> but like so are they? Maybe they eat more avocados because they haven't even done any research. Yeah. We're all acquiring this knowledge in different times and once you know the things you can try and change things where you can mm. yeah. if you're wanting to to go vegan i think the biggest thing is in, like you need to find your reason to going vegan like for me it started with with my own my own health and now it's like i'm ethical and all thinking about everything yeah <laughs> maybe too much at times yeah. it becomes overwhelming <laughs> same same yeah i don't know you, you, just for yourself but also to be able to say like I'm not eating meat because this and this and this and this. Yeah. It's a really good way, like, yeah. to keep you going. No, definitely. Because it gives you that motivation that is so much more deeper rooted. And also kind of reminding yourself of, like, where it actually comes from. Mm. Like, they, there's so much I didn't know. I think, uh, like, honey. Yeah, maybe it's, like, really sweet and it's really good. And, like, what can be wrong with honey? Mm. <laughs> but, and I know a lot of vegans do you still eat honey? That was a question for me as well in the beginning. If there was like honey in a cookie, I would eat it. Mm. Now I wouldn't because I have more, I've researched a bit more. Mm. I, I know some people maybe think it's, oh, it's silly to care about the well-being of a bee. It's like, but that in itself is speciesism because mm. I don't know what it's like to be a bee. Like maybe yeah. it's super cool. <laughs> Why would I want I to contribute? Yeah. But to also that. like we would not survive. We would not be here without bees. Like we wouldn't have our food. We wouldn't like... Mm. Yeah. We have, we need to like respect the bees. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> like it's a mass production with honey as well. Mm. Like if you look into it, I think they cut off like the queen's wings yeah. so they can fly away. Yeah. yeah. Why do we think we have the right to do that? Yeah. And um, if you want the sweetness, so many other ways to have sweet flavors that yeah. like, you can do without honey. In the beginning, or like the first like two years of me eating vegan, I wouldn't really mind like honey at all. Like it took me a really long time to 
to get to this point but right now like if i would have honey it's just like the taste like it it does have like a really strong taste it's just like when you smell cow's milk or something you know it's from like animals yeah and it's not like natural to consume yeah no 100% maybe like in family friends like yes because like what you said before it's so important to have your reason for why you're staying vegan but it can be difficult in social situations when other people don't hold those values or family that don't. Mm. So yeah, any advice you have <laughs> on that would be fab. Yeah, it can be really difficult. Like if you're going out for restaurants, you could be the one who suggests where to go. Mm. And like most of the times your friends would question yeah. <laughs> because if you pick a nice place, but, like you can just do your research. There's this really good app called like Happy Cow. Mm. that tells you like both like veg, op- veg options be totally vegan places and mm. which is really good but like yeah suggest the place and most people wouldn't even question why you wouldn't mm. want it to go to that place yeah. but yeah. also like i said before someone needs to start mm. like what if we're all afraid of what uh, everyone thinks yeah there wouldn't be any change at yeah. all not, not even not just veganism but like anything mm. yeah and i think a lot of the time as well some people Obviously, there will be the people who try and, like, make jokes about it or pick an argument, but a lot of people will also be a bit curious and will just ask questions, and that then opens up a dialogue in which you can just kind of say little things that might not make a huge impact straight away, but it might make them start thinking. It might lead them to go and do a bit of research, and then that could be the start of someone else going on that journey that you started. Yeah, definitely. You can just just like bring your own like oat milk to work mm. <laughs> if you if your work only has cow's milk, and if you don't like some people might not want to bring up the whole veganism and like stand for that in mm. right in the beginning because maybe they you don't have have <laughs> have all the arguments yet that like can speak for yourself, mm. but maybe you can just discussion about like the taste of it and like oh I just like it better. Like, yeah. you don't have to have a whole argument every time or, like, mm. a discussion about it. Yeah, definitely. Like, it can just be, like, making it, oh, look at this nice other option that you could also like. And mm. I think that's a nice, yeah. gentle approach sometimes. Mm. That If you are someone who is maybe afraid of picking an argument with someone, it can. it's still a way of sharing what you're doing and your values in a way that might positively impact on mm. someone else and their choices yeah and yeah. also if you if you're going away to someone's house for a dinner or something you could there's many options for you could like send them a recipe to make yeah you can offer to help or just to bring your own food mm. and also if you bring your own food always make more extra, extra. and they'll try it and yes then <laughs> they'll love it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely, definitely. Oh. so many nice things that you've said um yeah i love just speaking about everything mm. veganism <laughs> yeah and i'm really grateful to have met you here in malmo and yeah be able to speak to someone about these things as well because yeah i mean i think within the sort of art sector you do actually come across more people who are vegan and i, mm. I think it maybe comes down to that education leading you to question things yeah but yeah i am very grateful to have been able to meet someone who relates about all these things and it's being being able to like speak openly about everything veganism because 
you can't really do that with a meat theater. <laughs> no. You can feel really alienated at times yeah. because you are having to like hold back a part of yourself and a part of your values because you don't want to fulfill that stereotype of a preachy vegan and you don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable but you you are just speaking the truth and your values and mm. it's nice to feel like then there's someone that you can actually talk about that with being vegan and eating vegan is just like a lifestyle and it's being compassionate like both to yourself and to everyone else like it's a process yeah 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 definitely. be kind be kind yeah, to yourself be kind <laughs> be kind to yourself and others and the planet and <laughs> yeah and i think as well it's not feeling like you're giving anything up mm. you know yeah because you're not it's you just you open so many doors i think you mentioned that earlier it's, mm-hmm. it's you learn so much more about the world and I think at times that can be scary and overwhelming and very upsetting but it's also really nourishing and fulfilling and makes you feel more connected to your values because you're living closer to them than maybe you were before yeah I think for sure yeah don't worry like there's really good vegan chocolates (laughs) out there you can get nice ice cream you can get good chocolate (laughs) there's so many accidentally vegan things as well yeah which is great you won't go without anything you'll find an alternative yeah and your taste buds will change like definitely do i wouldn't i really didn't like beans or lentils or like even mushrooms (laughs) before (laughs) but now i do yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, amazing. So, I will ask you, yes. how do you find your little bit of lagom? <laughs> lagom and eating vegan, like, you don't have to always um, strive to have the perfect diet. Mm. So, like, my perfect diet would be eating really whole foods. Mm. Like, not really any meat alternatives, no... But finding that balance as well, like, it's okay to have, like, meat alternatives. If you treat it as a treat, or, like, once a week, it's, like, really good. But mm. maybe you don't have to eat it every day. Yeah. Like, once a week, twice a week, mm. it's good. Or, like, have that ice cream. Like, yeah. <laughs> my my whole, like, thought on, like, food and diet is, like, as long as it's vegan, I'll eat anything. Yeah. And I just love eating healthy, but, like, it's fine, like you need to treat yourself (laughs) but that's the thing like eating healthy all the time isn't healthy because then there's an obsession over being healthy but also like i'm so surprised by like when i went vegan like there's so much food that is so healthy for you but it's so sweet and so Mm. chocolatey and so good my my chocolate balls recipe that i mentioned before it's all like good things in it and it's Mm. amazing or like so we're gonna make like um what we say, like a chocolate cheesecake from cashew nuts. Mm. I'm telling you, it's I'm the best. I'm so excited <laughs> for this. I'm so excited. It's It'll the be best. So nice. Yeah. Um, just that, it's just like, how can this be like healthy for me? That's mm. what's in like think what I'm thinking all the time. Every time I'm eating something sweet and super good and super like mm. chocolatey, like how is this so good? Okay, my pro vegan tip: <laughs> get yourself a good blender. You will thank me later. Yeah. <laughs> set up a little little savings account to put little bits of money in over time and get that yeah. good blender yeah i love that definitely. i always like name your bank accounts for what <laughs> you want or like if you want that trip or if you want that blender mm, you can do yeah maybe if you thought about your ideal vegan 
eating it would be like oh everything plastic free everything local and we don't have a life which allows you to do that yeah <laughs> and yeah it's really important to not set those expectations super high or feel like that's the only way to be a good vegan it's like if you're eating vegan that's amazing like yeah. you're you're <laughs> preventing so much suffering you're mm. helping the environment you're helping your health yeah you just start appreciating life <laughs> like mm. in a, such a different way like I don't know your walks your like nature like I, I think before I would never like like look at the trees or like look in the sky yeah. it's like this is so pretty it's yeah. like my local park yeah like sometimes it's it's the moments where I feel happiest are the moments that are the little things yeah. but they're so special mm. and yeah for sure log of my life I don't know actually it's just in my nature yeah. <laughs> as I'm a Swedish just, person I'm, yeah that's so true yeah <laughs> you're just naturally lagum. yeah yeah oh, it's just like the perfect amount of anything don't go on too many walks go on the lagum amount of walks <laughs> a lagum amount of walks yeah yes. that's true lagum amount of coffee you know coffee's a drug take it in bits yeah. <laughs> one a day yeah one every other day mm. yeah yeah. <laughs> not too much time in your bed. Go go to the outdoors. Yeah, yeah it's just like a normal word to me, but it become it's become this whole way of living <laughs> for people. It's it's beautiful, it's nice. Thank you so much for for having the vegan talks that are recorded. I mean we have vegan talks all the time, so yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh we should maybe record one of these. Yeah. We've said that so many times. We should record our conversation <laughs> conversation. Yeah. yeah. They always just yeah. It's very nourishing, I think, mm. to talk yeah. about. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. You're more than welcome. I'm just gonna. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you to Ida for another lovely conversation and I hope that it's been useful for you listening, given you a bit to think about and maybe helped counteract some of those arguments that have held you back from going vegan. Maybe. If you want to see more about what Ida does as a dance artist, you can find her on Instagram at Ida Hesselmark and this will be in the show notes attached in the descriptions for this episode. If you found this episode useful, please feel free to share with family and friends and it would mean so much if you could leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts as it really helps more people find the podcasts and listen to some awesome people that I've spoken to on the podcast. And if you want to get in touch with me about any of the episodes, you can drop me a message on Instagram, I'm at a little bit of Largum, or you can send me an email to a little bit of Largum at gmail.com. I love hearing from you guys and it's great to get feedback on the episodes, things that you've learned, things that it's made you question, anything at all. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much for listening and I'll speak to you again soon. Bye.